Seventy years ago, a guy called James Vickery in Connecticut, USA, conducted a psychological experiment. What he did was invited a bunch of people to a theater and showed them a movie. But he hit some frames, milliseconds worth of frames that said "eat popcorn and drink coke" inside the movie frames. What happened, as per his own statements, was 60% more people buying coke after the movie. And this came up, and this became a huge phenomenon in the U.S. at that point of time, because people started thinking, "Can my thoughts be influenced by someone without me knowing it?" Is there a buy button in your head that marketers can use and work on to influence you in such a subconscious way? Hi, and welcome to our podcast. And the today's discussion topic would be around this buy button inside your head. Does it exist? Does it work? And all such questions. This is Kumar Adarsh from I Am Ahmedabad, and welcome to the podcast. For today's discussion, we have a very special guest with us tonight. a renowned psychological illusionist who has been practicing this for years now and his carousel of fans includes celebrities from Hrithik Roshan Vidya Balan Anurag Kashyap to Virat Kohli sort cricketers and chess grandmasters Vedit Gujarati and Tanya Sachdev and the list goes on and on please welcome Mr Karan Singh thank you thank you so much for having me thank you so much for that wonderful introduction So uh, th- thanks for being here with us Karan this this has been a great uh, great opportunity I've been looking to interact with you on so many fronts uh, for uh, but like before we start like we would like to have a little demo of uh, like we would like to be your playmates with this this thing right sure. <laughs> so so we have with us uh, uh, my colleague uh, my um, a batchmate Suja here with me uh, hi Suja Hi Karan how are you I'm good how are you I'm good Karan really excited to you know the trick head as am I <laughs> I hope it works um it's is very rare that I get to do something uh, through an audio medium and try to uh, incorporate that in a trick but uh, others you spoke about you spoke about subliminal messaging and uh, how uh, sales of popcorn and pepsi went up 60 years ago just through placing little stills in films um ever since then there obviously have been a lot of talks about if subliminal messaging works or not and automatically since then i have i've tried to sort of incorporate a little bit of that in my own work i'm still divided on if it works or not but we'll get to that in a moment so suja i would like to try this with you um and yeah. this is also for everybody listening into this i think i can try to try to sort of influence your thoughts just with the sound of my voice uh, even if you can't see me mm-hmm. and we're not physically in the same room so let's let's try this so ja you're going to think of a playing card for me don't think of one right now you're going to build one for me gradually as i speak and this holds true for every single one of you listening as well so do this for me i want you to think of a bright color uh, firstly for the for the playing card uh, get a warm suit and then just stick a number between 1 and 10 on it i'm telling you it's not a picture card picture cards are very commonly chosen so think of a bright color a warm suit and a number between 1 and 10 so suja do you have a playing card in mind yes i do At this point, Suja, and I think this will, it, this might not work. Uh, this should work with about eighty percent of you. Might not work with about thirty or forty percent of you. Uh, and I think at this point, Suja, you and a lot of the listeners should be thinking: 
of the seven of hearts is that is that something that you thought of suja seven is correct but seven is correct thought, yeah but not hearts uh, not hearts you went for diamonds what did you go for diamonds diamonds yeah see so it gets fairly close and i think people listening in also a lot of people will be thinking of either the seven of hearts or the seven of diamonds uh, and all of that i think can be done just to the sound of my voice of course if people can see me then the hit rate of this would be much much higher uh, and if i do this in a live show where there are 300 people watching i think i can get 275 280 of them thinking of the seven of hearts or any card that i want and that's purely done through the things i'm saying that uh, sort of plants an idea in your head if you just sort of follow along and a lot of people will end up falling for the trap the same way people end up falling for buying coke and popcorn at a movie theater so i i mean this is amazing because i was like i was not planning to be i wanted to dissociate myself being a host of this but i thought of hearts and uh, like mm-hmm. the number didn't match for me but the hearts part did and and yeah. this makes me wonder as in so obviously like my question would be how does this work in the positive way. <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> see I mean I there's a again like I said this might not work with everybody. We have two cases here. Hearts I think that's not something that I'd be extremely excited about myself even if I just get the hearts because that's the easy part. Uh that's just one out of four. Uh that's a 25% chance hit rate that I will get hearts. The other part is obviously slightly harder and getting the both of them to match like getting exactly seven of hearts is is the dream scenario mm-hmm. now the way that works if people follow along and they listen into everything that i'm saying uh there is a very specific set of words that i say so i say we're going to build a playing card uh the way i'm going to do that is i'm going to talk and just let a playing card come into your head and i said this this should work with about 80% of you but might not work with about 30 or 40% now the moment i say that Firstly the 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 math doesn't match 80 and 30 40 makes 120%. There's a reason I'm using those figures. When I say 80 30 40 automatically that's getting rid of either a 8 3 or a 4 from people's minds because they think I've mentioned those numbers. People usually tend not to go for a 1 or a 9 uh, because they're right in the beginning. So essentially all that really leaves is a 5 or a 7 those are the numbers that most people end up thinking of uh after that for the color i say think of a bright color now in a deck of playing cards there are either black cards or red cards when i say think of a bright color automatically people will associate it to red and then i say think of a warm suit a heart sort of has this warm happy fuzzy feeling to it so automatically people associate themselves to the heart and then i said think of a number between 1 and 10 very very quickly i i say that now people have heard me say 3 4 and 8 they won't go for a 1 or a 9 so they end up going more often than not for a 7 and if people if if people are able to see me uh, if it's a, if it's a video thing what i usually do then is i also say when i think of a bright color and a warm suit the moment i say warm suit i sort of subtly point to my heart uh my chest where was sort of my heart is that automatically sort of ends up that sort of plants the idea of a heart in people's minds and when i have to say a number between 1 and 10 i i sort of move my hands and subtly flash seven fingers uh and that sort of also reinstates the number 7 so it does work uh and but again there is this entire school of thought that says the subliminal messaging does not work at all but this is proof that it can it, it can definitely work right right so uh, the quite an interesting thought there karan uh, so when you 
have this uh, you know when you have this exercise with your subjects uh, do they recognize consciously that uh, such a thing is being done with them yes did you did you figure out that the thing that i'm saying is making you think about no actually it? not as in so when you said something about that 30% say 40% and how mm-hmm. the maths implicitly uh, pings in my head right and mm-hmm. then you built up on key when you are doing it in person with visual cues and uh, as per the literature goes with subliminal marketing visual cues are much more effective right when you're pointing at your heart people might not be paying yes. attention but people would be uh, subliminally hinted uh, to pick exactly so i think that's that's sort of the idea of it as well i don't think very rarely do people catch on to it uh, if i with some video of course there'll be the comment section will be talking about oh at 8 minute 19 seconds he held up seven fingers and all of that but that will only that will only happen in a video that will never happen uh, in a live show uh, in a live show obviously people are going with the flow and very very few people are able to catch on to these things and i i use that a lot there's another video that i put up uh, where i make somebody think of the word airport uh which is basically done we were we were in gurgaon which was about 15 20 kilometers away from the delhi airport and i i say to him that uh imagine you're 20 kilometers away and i want you to think of different different words and let different words fly across your head till you land on one now just the phrasing there you're 20 kilometers away 20 kilometers away from us is the airport and i follow that up with let different words fly across your mind fly across your mind till you land on one i think that again that this will work only live this might not work uh, on audio but i'll have to be looking at the person to be able to do this because i make a subtle gesture mm. also when i said like different images fly across your head i i make a sort of plane flying thing with my hand and land on one of them i i sort of do an image of a plane landing on the runway that makes people like think of an airplane or an airport and then you can sort of take it from there so it does work and people live do not notice okay so this is this is really cool and this brings me to my next question so did you notice a pattern so you have played this trick on multiple people right you have done it on cricketers you have done it on celebrities you have done it on chess grandmasters and there's a definitely a different level uh, at which intellectual levels each of them exists so does it do you have you found a pattern whether it works with everyone like this certain set of people who it doesn't work with something like that um it, it is it is an interesting sort of area to to think of there are a few people who would come and always be on the lines of oh i'm going to figure out how he does this and if they're there only to figure it out uh, there is this interesting thing that for example if i think can you think of an alphabet and i know that person's going to catch me out they sort of become more predictable because i know they'll think of a q y x z something obscure like that so in a way they they are boxing themselves up more so people who are there to catch me out it's kind of easier to work with them at the same time people who are there just to have fun it's easy to work with them as well uh but the real tricky ones are the ones who have been sort of dragged along as a boyfriend girlfriend husband wife or whatever they really couldn't care about what's happening they are the ones who aren't probably paying as much attention as i would like them to so it might not work with them uh the, the celebrity shows that i do if you want to know specifically that i'm i'm hired to perform for them so automatically they are interested in uh seeing what i'm doing and they usually make for excellent excellent uh audiences because even they know that i'm trying to perform and even they know that i'm there to entertain them so they they want to be entertained as well so automatically they will uh, follow along just the way i want them to 
so i don't think there's a specific group of people that it might not work with but i think those are the broader things the one that i just mentioned right 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 that's that's pretty interesting though uh how about working like how about targeting one person versus targeting a group uh do you see a difference there i usually if i'm doing this uh, the subliminal thing specifically i usually do this for a group and not just one person uh because with one person if i'm doing it with one person i'd rather have an audience looking up at that person because they automatically have that pressure and it would be easier for me to work with them uh but i usually work with a group uh, just to see how many people it's working with and i can then see which people it worked the best with and then i can work with a specific person individually but usually i do this i prefer doing subliminal stuff with a group as opposed to uh, with with an individual right right and how about the environment as in uh, what sort of environmental factors are you concerned with ki this might work as in this might be causing an interruption in the kind of messaging that i i want to subliminally deliver see obviously any time i'm performing i make sure the environment is extremely ideal for a show uh, there has to be no external noise uh, people have to be paying attention there can't be music going on somewhere else while they're listening to me automatically that that will not help at all but obviously i i have done these things uh, while practicing them while sitting in a coffee shop with traffic sound around me with uh, people chattering and it still worked but i think for for it to have the optimum effect it has to be like a performance a theater works absolutely brilliantly a performance theater where people can be they i have their undivided attention and i can do whatever i want and then uh, it will work most of the time right right so how am i how i am getting this is ki uh, while doing your act you are delivering certain subliminal messages and if their focus is on you they are not just they are not missing out those cues uh, either visually or audio cues that you are providing them so you ensure that the environment is stable enough that they are receiving all these subtle hints right yes of course i think it has to be stable enough because if it's not i think it's a It's a colossal waste of everybody's time. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. I, I mean, this is this is uh, pretty phenomenal, as in, uh, given that it is quite a, a, a quite a controversial topic, right? So, it it's really uh, mind blowing that uh, you know certain applications of it have been working out in such a manner. Uh, this this segues my uh, topic to the next part, which is the core of marketing. and uh, this is where a lot of this debate comes in that can this so you are a person performing in front of another person or a group of people you can read them you can adjust yourself according to them can this work mm. with something which is pre-recorded i mean this is a meta question because our podcast will be going out to our audience within a pre-recorded manner <laughs> but let's say let's say if a nestle or a cadbury wants to do this sort of thing to influence people and you know drive them towards their um, product right so do you think this is possible have you seen some examples of course i have uh, there is uh, we can open up an entire room for debate and there can be fights happening and people will be hitting each other by the end of it if we <laughs> really get into the discussion of it but i think there is there is a reason to believe that it has worked uh, there is reason to believe that it does work um i the best example i can give is of nike um if you if you look at nike stores there is not a single nike store on the planet that says nike uh, if you're in a mall if you're in a marketplace if you're anywhere and you're looking at shops around you you look at the billboards a nike store will never say nike 
I can ask you, Adarsh, what do you think a Nike store billboard has on it? Mm, that tick mark. Exactly. It's just a tick mark. And uh, it's sort of subliminally planting in your head that this is the right place to walk in. Mm. And you end up walking in, even if you're there to window shop. Now, once you're in there to window shop, uh, a good store will have a specific mood of music that gets you into the mood of mind. Uh, it'll have specific gestures around the store which wants, makes you want to buy. Because if someone's walking in there with a with a intention to buy, that's not the customer of company might want to target. They want to target people who are there just to window shop. Uh, so if I, I walk in and in a Nike store, it's filled with shoes and every corner has a tick mark and it says, just do it. Hmm. Just do what? I mean, just do it doesn't really make any sense when said out of context. But when you're in a shop, wondering if you should buy this or not, and you look up and it says, just do it, uh, people are sort of compelled to buy something. And there's this entire case study on it. If it works, it doesn't work. Uh, and there is there is a case study which sort of uh, leans towards the side of that Nike thing has worked and has worked in the past and does continue to work. Uh, there is there's this store, I think, in London, which was one of the biggest Nike stores. And on the outside of it, there was this giant 50-foot shoe. And the moment you see that, you want to walk in, you walk into the store. And unlike other Nike stores, of course, Nike stores will have clothing, apparel and all of that. But this one just had shoes. And in every corner, it had a tick mark and it said, just do it. You're already in the mood for buying shoes. You've seen a massive shoe outside. And if you don't buy it, you step out, you see a massive shoe. And you're like, oh, I maybe should have bought it. And then you walk back in. So there is this thing that says it does... 100% work. Uh, there is another example if you want to take just to the logos that the companies do. If you look at Amazon, uh, why has Amazon been able to sort of eat into the market share of every single e-commerce website? Uh, a, of course, their services are fantastic. And of course, there is there is room for debate there and everything as well. But automatically, I know for myself, the moment I want to buy something, I go to Amazon. Even if I know that it might be available on another website, uh, and even if it's something that you might not usually buy on Amazon, I sort of end up going to Amazon. Right. And there is this, there is this thing that says, can can you pictureize the Amazon logo in your head? Yeah. Is there anything specific? Uh, describe the logo to me. What, what do you see? What color do you see? Firstly, I remember there's yellow and black, and like most distinctly, yeah. I remember there's this arrow that goes from you know that smiley yes. thing that goes from A to C. Yes, exactly. So there's this smiley and that arrow that goes from A to Z, which is subtly saying that from A to Z, we have everything that you need. And that sort of compels people to keep going back to Amazon, keeps going back to that thing of, oh, they have everything from A to Z, so they maybe should have something that I need as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, And yeah, that sort of compels people to go to Amazon and their, their numbers obviously have been much, much better than their competition. So there is reason to believe that it might be working. Right. Right. That's that's quite an interesting take. Like both the examples, uh, what I mean is uh, how these firms are using uh, messaging on, you know, through their logos and through their brand messaging in stores to deliver a message inside your head in a very subliminal manner. Right. Uh, even a smiley does that, gives you that warm, fuzzy feeling when you look at Amazon's uh, logo, go to their website. That's that's that's, that's quite interesting. In fact. So I think uh, so overall, like what are your thoughts? Do you see this as something that can press a buy button in your head or just something that can do that slight edge but not completely you know make you buy that thing I think I think it 
Oh, I, I don't know. I've been thinking about this for almost a decade now, if it works or not. And I have things in my work which might prove to say that it does work. But I don't know if, like with my work, it's just entertainment. Would, would it make me shell out money? I don't know. I think the examples that I used are, are of people who have been, are companies who have been successful doing it. But maybe that's why they are examples. I'm sure there are companies where it hasn't worked and we aren't using them as examples. Uh, so there is, there is a little, it's sort of like that thing uh, to deviate slightly if you, uh, if you read a self-help book on how to be successful and you follow those things and you are successful, then you think that the book has worked. But then there might be someone who's followed the exact same rules and hasn't been successful, but nobody hears about that story. Right. So it's the, it's the same thing. Uh, they don't get a story. They don't get a, they don't get a book to write. Uh, I think, uh, I think it can work. I don't think it'll 100% work. I think there is, uh, there is a chance that it does work. It might give you an edge over your competitors and, uh, Maybe that is all you need if you have that edge over your competitors and you're sure that your services and your your way of functioning is so good that at no point you think you're going to doubt uh, your own product. Then I think using, I don't know if I should call it nefarious means, but using something like subliminal messaging, if it gives you that edge and it might give you that edge, then why not? Mm-hmm. Interesting, interesting. That was quite an enlightening talk, Karan. Thanks a lot. Thank you so much for being with us today. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Karan Singh spilling the beans on his expertise and tricks with subliminal messaging when it comes to his apps. Next up, we have a batchmate of ours uh, who is a psychologist by discipline and is going to discuss about the implications from her field of uh, view. Hi, Karan Preet. Hey, hi, Adarsh. So, Karan Preet, my first question is dead on spot on how does subliminal market, uh, subliminal messaging work in the domain of psychology? Um, one example that I can think of off the top of my head is how it's used in music therapy. So, music therapy is used to treat patients usually in depression and how it works is there is an overarching music which is played. But below that music in very low volumes, there are these uh, auto-suggestive positive messages like you're happy, you're healthy, those sort of things. And it is, the subject cannot consciously hear them, but those still are being put in low volumes in that music. And those have shown to be having positive impact on the mental health of the listener. So we do know that this kind of a messaging does have an impact on who's perceiving them. Oh, this is interesting. Uh, so tell me, uh, Karan, uh, when it comes to the domain of marketing, uh, things have obviously moved way ahead since it was with Vickery's. Uh, how do, like, what has happened? Can, if you can throw some light on that. Right. So obviously, when Victory first came up with this results, there was a huge uproar in the academic, academic or consumer world, and so much so that the governments got into this paranoia and actually banned this kind of an advertising in various parts of the world. The academic discipline was also very infatuated by this kind of uh, study and they were constantly trying to reproduce the results like the ones Vickery had, but they were unsuccessful in doing that. Going to all this pressure, an interesting thing to see is that Vickery in somewhere around 1960s uh, revealed that he had overestimated the results of his study owing to some personal pressures. But even after this de that idea did not die. 
and the experiment still continued in various marketing domains different companies still uh, use this kind of a sex, uh, this kind of stimulations in their com- uh, in their company advertisement like using some kind of a sexual imagery or a visual stimuli to capture the attention of their consumers but still right. we do not have a very conclusive proof on where does the right answer lies so currently can you elaborate on why is it so difficult to conclusively accept or reject this uh, subliminal messaging impact on human psychology so others i think the difficulty lies in the nature of the stimuli that we are trying to study subliminal stimuli plays at the lower bound of your sensory awareness right for example frames moving at a very fast pace or sound is being played at a very low volume mm-hmm. now your brain is still stimulated by these stimuli but you're not consciously aware of being stimulated so now the problem is in creating something like this in the first place the second is it can be easily masked by other factors like you know a higher volume sound and you will never know whether the difference is because of this particular stimuli or not right the third is the individualistic nature of such stimuli i mean you might have a good hearing therefore what might be sim- uh, subliminal for me might not be subliminal for you right. so these are the problems that we uh, frequently encounter in measuring what is subliminal and what is not and how do we measure the impact of the subliminal stimuli right so tell me karanpreet uh, i i have heard that with the resurgence of neuromarketing mm-hmm. uh, things are changing pretty fast right so what neuromarketing has enabled us to do is to study your brain waves when you are perceiving that stimuli so the problem of detecting whether your brain was actually stimulated by that stimuli or not is solved here because we can actually look at your brain and you might not be able to understand the impact but we can see at your brain and see the impact so neuromarketing has given us those tools to know the shift in the brain waves when you are uh, perceiving that stimuli right 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 which so makes this sense. is this is pretty interesting though yeah yeah and uh, so lastly as in so let's address the elephant in the room since we have a good background on this is there a big red buy button in your brain that someone can just walk in press and make you buy whatever they want you to buy um, no i don't think you have to see it as a buy button because it's not that tomorrow cadbury will come up with some advertising and you just go to the store and buy a bucket of this these kind of things work in a very specific environment and we have research to support it for example when a research was conducted on lipton tea uh, being uh, the stimuli being used to drive purchase for lipton tea it ended up giving us the results that it only worked on consumers who were actually thirsty before watching the stimuli so there has to be certain goal seeking behavior in the uh, in the perceiver in order for you to be drives uh, driving them towards the purchase the second implication is that there has to be brand awareness before the consumer can actually make it uh, make any advantage out of the subliminal stimuli right the third major implication is that if there is a conscious decision making process already being done let's say i am already fixated on a particular brand that i want to purchase no no amount of subliminal perception of some other brand might work on mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um the fourth can be that it has to be understood in the entirety of the message for example some studies showed that instead of it uh, instead of let's say the word beef driving you towards a particular burger it just makes you hungry 
their food okay. in certain circumstances it is possible that it might drive the sales of your competitors rather than yours so you have to be very particular on how you are using this kind of uh, stimuli in your advertisements and how are you navigating through the results of these researches based on your individualistic product and your consumer base right right so how my understanding this is the four postulates that you drive mm-hmm. uh, from a managerial point of view if i am going for subliminal marketing it won't just work just blindly right, right. Uh, and the caveat is that there could be a lot of negative reaction once the consumer actually decodes that this is what you're trying to do so there is a very thin line which you have to balance there as well right got it got it that is quite an interesting perspective currently uh, i think that would be really helpful for our audience Uh, particularly the ones who are going into management or are working in the domains of marketing to understand how this uh, this domain of subliminal marketing can help them reach out to our audience in a better way and to understand how this entire phenomenon works because there's a lot of controversy around it uh, it has been a pleasure having you here currently thank you very much thank you for having me over it was a pleasure and and to our audience it has been a great uh, time making this podcast uh, make sure that you share your thoughts on this after uh, in the comment section and don't miss out uh, commenting whether or not patrick worked on you or not stay tuned and stay safe best of luck